The time in between the season and the draft, or moving up at any level, is some of the most valuable in a hooper's lifespan. Putting in time to work on details, improving weaknesses, and adding polish pays off. That's a fact. For Iverson Molinar, he's catapulted off of a strong three years at Texas A&M to making some noise onto draft boards. Originally from Panama, Iverson fills out the resume as a lightning-fast three-level scorer who can run an offense and ignite a lineup. Beyond his namesake, yep, AI himself, Penny sees a hard-nosed player who blends athleticism, skill, and IQ. The triple threat. Iverson's best attribute, which is the ultimate for any hooper, is to adjust his game based on his roster and role. As a pro, that matters most as you work to establish yourself at the highest level. While he's definitely not an overnight success, Iverson's been hiding in plain sight. And for us basketball lovers, we're about to discover a good one real soon. It's the Two Cents Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and the Two Cents channel on YouTube for every episode as soon as they drop. And stay tuned for more. But now, here's Iverson Mulliner. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the My Two Cents Podcast. I have a special guest, Iverson Molinar. He said, Iverson, yeah. Got named after AI. Let's talk about yep. this story. Man, um, you know, when I was in Panama, you know, my dad was a big fan of, uh, you know, Alan Iverson. So, uh, you know, my middle name is Latrell, too. So, uh, the time in between the season yeah, and the draft, or moving yeah, up at any yeah, level, he was, you know, is some of the most fan, valuable so, uh, in a Hooper's you know, lifespan. Putting in time to work on details, improving weaknesses, and adding polish pays off. That's a fact. For Iverson Molinar, he's catapulted off of a strong three years at Texas A&M to making some noise onto draft boards. Originally from Panama, no, it's not, it's, it's, Iverson baseball, fills out the resume as a lightning-fast so, um, three-level you know, scorer who can run an offense family, you know, and ignite was, you know, a lineup. You know, my dad, my Beyond dad, his namesake, yep, AI himself, you know, Penny sees a hard-nosed uh, player who you know, blends you know, athleticism, uncle, skill, you know, and IQ. Ball, you know, the triple threat. Iverson's best attribute, which is the ultimate for any hooper, is to adjust his game based on his roster and role. As a pro, that matters most as you work to establish yourself at the highest level. While he's definitely not an overnight success, Iverson's been hiding in plain sight. And for us basketball lovers, we're about to discover a good one It's a Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and the Two Cents channel on YouTube for every episode as soon as they drop. And stay tuned for more. But now, here's Iverson Molinar. And I was like, there's no way I can play him straight up. But the way that he played the game, all you hear and DJ Stewart both were this tandem there was like, I was like, we got to limit their touches, limit their shots. And we had three people guarding him the entire game, and we luckily won. But... I think if I would have played him straight up, it would have been a terrible night for me. So that's kudos to you, though, uh, for having to double and triple team you in that game. Did you even think that we would do that to you? Nah, nah. We just, you know, we kind of we kind of had an idea that, you know, we were kind of like, you know, coming off the screens probably like just double, but not like as soon as, you know, we crossed half court. It was <laughs> it was tough, man. Like, you know, I. You know, I had a game plan on the second half. I was like, man, you know, let's let's try let's try to just, you know, walk out the ball, see see what was the game plan. But like, you know, as soon as I crossed, you know, you kinda just made me, you know, force me to like pass the ball in not not even to DJ, just like to other people. And um, you know, we just kinda let the other players play. You know, we we you know, we were trying to like, you know, tell them to like make plays, even though they were like freshmen, you know, we had like, you know, Cameron Matthews, Davon Smith, they were freshmen, you know, it was the first time experiencing that. So you know, it was a it was a tough game. It was a tough game, learning experience, and you know, it was you know, I watched I watched a lot of film after that game. So, 
Yeah, I, I just just watching you because I only didn't just prepare for that game. Mm-hmm. I watched you guys play all season. <clears throat> yeah, and you did a fantastic job, man, of just changing pace, changing mm-hmm. levels, scoring the basketball in the SEC and doing it on the highest level. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. What made you go to Mississippi State? How did you get to Mississippi State from Panama City? Um, so, man, my journey was a little long. Um, you know, I was transferred from high school to high school. I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, we played y'all when Jay's once, but Wiseman was in high school. And then okay. uh, we played him in the Classic. And I was I went to Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. Yep. And I don't know if you knew, but, uh, you know, I, I had a good game with that game. You know, I had, How I had do about, I not remember that game? I had a – okay, cool. But I had no, about – like I. I'm just talking about it now. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at it now like, yeah. wow, I remember this. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. So so from there, from there, I went to uh, prep school in L.A. I went to Veritas Prep, and I uh, did like a semester there. And then after, I went to Mississippi State. But I went to Mississippi State because, um, you know, I felt, it felt like family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, one of the assistant coaches, you know, the one that recruited me, went to Panama and saw my family. Uh-huh. And I felt like and I felt like that meant a lot. You know, I felt like. You know, he really, he really wanted like to help me. He really just wanted to see my background and everything, know my, know my family, and it was, it was a cool experience, man. And then I told him like, you know, well, I'm gonna go to Mississippi State, even you know they play in the SEC, so it's one of the top, or if not, or if not the top league conference, in yeah. conference in the conference in the states. So what did you build on in the three years that you were there? Like when you first went there, mm-hmm. to where you are now, mm-hmm. what did you build on to get to this point? Um, coming out of high school, coming out of high school, I was more of a scorer. Like, I, I didn't have, like, a point guard mentality. I couldn't switch up. Like, I couldn't go from the one to the two. You know, I was a pure, like, pure scorer. You know, you know, shoot, uh, you know, get to the basket easy, blow by my man. Uh, you know, I feel like my first year, I kind of had, like, uh, you know, my bag against the wall because, you know, I had, it's, a, it's a learning experience, you know. And, um, you know, they taught me a lot. You know, they taught me how to, you know, the mental part of the game, which, you know, I didn't have in high school. And I feel like, you know, so for my freshman year and my sophomore year, I think I shot, um, I did shoot, I did shoot from three-point line 37%. And then from my, to my sophomore year, you know, I increased it to like a 42. That's awesome. And, awesome um, of course, you know, that was one of my main focus from my freshman year and sophomore year and then even be a playmaker too. And uh, from this year, from my sophomore year to my junior year, you know, be a playmaker, you know, averaging more assists because, you know, I had the ball in my hands a lot this year. Yeah. Um, just – the mindset mm-hmm. from going from freshman to sophomore to junior year. Mm-hmm. What is the mindset, mindset now from stepping from that to going to the NBA? Um, just kind of just I feel like you know getting a little bit more comfortable shooting the you know the deep three. Um, you know from college the college three point line to the NBA. You know mm-hmm. it's a you know step back and I feel like you know I did it I did it my freshman year so my sophomore year so you know I'm just preparing for that you know and um, just I feel like the pace the pace in the NBA is a little bit more. Um, I feel like college, you know, it's like a lot of up and back, up, down, up, down. And I feel like in the NBA, you know, it's like that, but it's like more pace, like a little bit more pace on the speed. So, you know, I'm watching a lot of games and just pick them, picking up from that. So are you willing to sprint the floor when you don't have the ball and push pace when you have the ball? Yeah. If I'm a team, yeah. mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I'm a team and I say, hey, are you willing to adjust your role? I'm willing. You don't have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. sorry for keeping yeah. interrupting. Go ahead. No, nah, yeah, yeah, I'm willing. You know, I'll, I'm the type of player that, you know, that wants to win. And I know, like, you know, if a coach tells me, you know, what to do on the court, it's, you know, it's to help the team win. So, like, I'm willing I'm willing to push the ball. I'm willing to run the floor. I'm willing to run to that corner, you know, whenever I'm spreading my lane. And, um, you know, I'm willing to do that. I think humility is big mm-hmm. from when somebody's going to say, we're going to put millions of dollars into you mm-hmm. and we're going to trust you. Yeah. The humility of a player definitely, especially if you can play like you can play, it mm-hmm. definitely wins guys over. So mm-hmm. it's great to mm-hmm. have that attitude mm-hmm. because you can't say, no, I want to play this spot. Yeah. 
Yeah. When somebody's saying, hey, mm-hmm. we might need you to do this, mm-hmm. that's no good on the next level. You have to be humble and then say that I'm willing to do mm-hmm. whatever you need me to do. Now, as a competitor, you go to these camps <laughs> with these guys. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to show the league as a competitor? Mm-hmm. That I'm, This is how I'm going to separate myself uh, from the rest of these guys. I mean, like, you know, I already, like I told you, you know, I, you know, I'm a winner. You know, I win, I win. You know, of course, if I lose, you know, it's a learning experience. But, uh, you know, I just want to win, man. I want to win. You know, I want to compete. And that's, I feel like that's one of my, you know, best attributes that I got. You know, I just, you know, want to wanna get to the, and on the court. Once I step on the lines, like, you know, it's, it's competition. And when I compete, it's, you know, I just go hard, man, real hard. What about being a young guy? Or you think mm-hmm. you could go and be a leader? Yeah, I can, I can go. I did it this year. That's something I learned my junior year, too. You know, I had a, I had a freshman. His name was uh, Cameron, Cam, Cam Carter. Mm-hmm. And um, he was from Louisiana. And I felt like I took him under my wing. You know, I told him, you know, what to do. You know, because I saw myself I saw myself in him my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just telling him, you know, what to do and, you know, how to deal with, how to deal with uh, you know, the pressure once, you know, once you start, once you get that one game, one good game against Alabama, and then the next game, what you got to do, you know, just kind of just let the game come to you. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I like to lead, man. I like to lead. I like to be vocal. You know, I like to, you know, when I see little stuff, you know, I, w- I want to, like, speak up and say it. Yeah, and that's all big because mm-hmm. you can't be quiet. I know that mm-hmm. you always have to respect your veterans. Yeah, yeah. But they do respect that you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're coming in saying, hey, I want to, if I see something, I want to say something. And those qualities, as long as it's not cocky, mm-hmm. they'll applaud that. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely will applaud mm-hmm. that. Let's take a break and talk about our good friends at Mac Weldon. It's heating up outside, and when it comes to stylish essentials perfect for the hotter days ahead, there's no better option than Mack Weldon. From hanging out at home to that much-needed vacation, the conference room to happy hour, they've got you covered. Their innovative daily wear system takes the guesswork out of getting dressed, even for the most indecisive of guys. And guys, take a look at your closet. As we head into summer, I guarantee you're going to need to make a few additions there's no better place than Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon's premium polos easily elevate your plans with fabric technology they've built in to keep you comfortable as the temperature rises. Their lightweight silver piquet polo and new super soft Pima t-shirt polo are great for summer. You can wear them everywhere and the Maverick Tech Chino short and Radius Flex short are perfect for that wardrobe upgrade. Two other must-have for the season, and by the season, I mean beach season or pool season. Whatever body of water you prefer, check out their board shorts and swim trunks. A combo of performance, stretch, and slick design. They're great gear for when you're taking time off or just kicking it. So check out Mack Weldon for yourself and save 20% on your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com penny and enter the promo code PENNY. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash Penny. Enter the promo code Penny for 20% off. Stock up on the warm weather essentials you've been missing. So we're going to look at some of your film, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about some things that on the synergy that mm-hmm. you might have done a higher percentage at yeah. or a lower percentage at in mm-hmm. on the college level, but it might adjust on the next level. So yeah. we'll go ahead and start the tape. So I see you waiting on the ball right here. So mm-hmm. that jog might have to turn into a sprint. I know you're playing against one of the better defensive teams in the country because Virginia, yeah. that pack line defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, transition um, is big. Mm-hmm. And Kihei is a smaller guard. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he's small. Yeah. He might get more length, but yeah. in, if we go back, mm-hmm. as soon as you go to get this ball on the next level, I'm telling you, instead of turning this into a drag, mm-hmm. it might just have been just push the ball at him, yeah. full court, making DJ Jeffries get to the corner, mm-hmm. hey, get to the corner, making yeah. Cameron uh, get to the um, – get to the corner mm-hmm. and spacing. So you might be flying the ball up the court. You might be telling DJ, get there. Mm-hmm. You might cross over and tell Cam to get there. But mm-hmm. it's just about change of pace. And I see they were trying to set a pick for you to get open yeah. in the backcourt because they pick you up earlier. Mm-hmm. But everything might not turn into this. It might have to be this sometimes. Obviously, they're trying to get the ball out of your hands, right? Yeah. You might have to be okay with that early early pass, that mm-hmm. short roll and early pass to the big mm-hmm. on the next level and then letting them make the play. Yeah. Because obviously you had a bigger responsibility at Mississippi State to score the basketball. Mm-hmm. So it'll be multiple ways for you to do that. Now, let's push again, push pace. You just got a steal. You took it to the corner. I see you guys ran a lot of drag screens in the NBA, I mean, at Mississippi State. Yeah. It might just be straight line drive mm-hmm. and create for a shooter. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to find those shooters. Yep. You did what you had to do at Mississippi State to make it work. Mm-hmm. On the next level, it might be different. So you're saying, so you're saying it might be different, but like how how different? Like you know, the ball screens are like drag screens. And yeah, it might not be drag. It might not it might be drag. Pushing pace pushing to get it. to the paint. Okay, All now right. that brings the defense in and that creates opportunities yeah. for your shooters. All right. When you go get it, mm-hmm. and I know how your mindset was at, at State because they had to get you to score. They were setting ball screens for you in transition yeah, yeah. to kind of free you up. Mm-hmm. That's the way to attack the big off that ice. Mm-hmm. How he tried to ice you. Mm-hmm. You just got around him with explosion and then a nice little floater. Shot making. You took tough shots, made tough shots. Mm-hmm. Ran a little bus ring. You snaked it. All right, go back. That's what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. When you snake this, yeah. you got to be tighter. See how you gave him that inside? Mm-hmm. Who's that, Tulu? No, nah, that's, that's, that? that's Garrison. Okay, that's Garrison. Okay. Yeah, that's Garrison, yeah. So you should have been closer to Garrison. Yeah, yeah. It's okay because you still mm-hmm. made it work. You kept it in your left hand longer. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to your space and you, you put your right hand on it. There. Mm-hmm. But you could have killed that by Garrison tight, tighter. Tighter. That's yeah. what we worked on today. Yeah. And that's just little bitty stuff. Mm-hmm. But you were so good at what you did that you just still were able to create, which is IQ. Mm-hmm. You keep it in the left hand long enough. To get it to the right. Good change of pace. You did that well. That's what I was saying. I was seeing you do this change mm-hmm. of pace, change of levels. Came off and then you did the hezzy. Mm-hmm. Then you sped up. Freeze Kobe on that play. 
Yeah, so let's look at the percentages of the uh, of what he did during the year, where his, most of his points came from, or his opportunities. So we're going to go and look at the percentages of what you did, pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Can you get to that? Versus spot-up. I, I, I think you have very minimal spot-ups. So pick and roll was your top transition was second. Mm-hmm. Spot-up was third. So that might change from pick and roll ball handler, yeah. that 30%. Mm-hmm. Well, they might have the ball in your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might it might go higher. Yeah. And then transition has got to be higher. Mm-hmm. And then spot-ups is probably going to be higher. I think yeah. off the screen, pin-downs and things of that nature, isos, those are going to go away mm-hmm. in the beginning. You might just be transition and spot-up. And if they start giving you responsibilities with pick and roll, uh, then you're going to have to protect the ball and be a, a high assist-to-turnover ratio. Do you know mm-hmm. who the number one guard is in the NBA, assist-to-turnover ratio that comes off the bench? Mm. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. He has a very high turnover to assist ratio coming yeah. off, the, off yeah. the bench. You know who's number two? Mm. Trey Jones, his brother. It's crazy. The yeah. brothers are number one and number two coming yeah. off the bench yeah. in efficiency. Mm-hmm. So when they give you the opportunity to go into pick and rolls, you have to handle that thing handle with care. It. Yep, yep. You yep. really do. You have mm-hmm. to handle it with care. So just looking at what you had to do in college, you did great. Going to the next level, you got to be ready for everything. But really, you don't get it, you're out of there. Yeah. When you do get it, it's popping out to get that ball and pushing pace. Mm-hmm. They want to get up and down. They don't want you to jog it up and go into yeah. that. You yeah. don't have to yeah. do that because you got so many good players around you. Mm-hmm. Throw it ahead some, trail the play or cut uh, opposite, or push the ball, find your shooters, and then respace. Okay. And then if you don't get it, you're the first one out of there getting to those corners for spacing. But you did a hell of a job uh, just looking at the numbers at Mississippi State, but you said you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next level mm-hmm. in in these um, combine and in uh, summer league. Those are the things that you're definitely going to be asked to do. And in summer league, they might make you a scorer again. Mm-hmm. They might make you the guy to say, hey, yeah. high volume, pick and roll, go mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. And they might say, okay, we move you over as a combo. Mm-hmm. Now you go combo. I mean, combo, we have you score, but when you're at the point, we want you to push – and five yeah. people. So that's the next level, man. Anything else? Um, yeah, we could do spot ups because that's going to be big. Yeah. Knocking yeah. spot up shots at mm-hmm. a high percentage. You're not going to get double teamed on the next level like this. Mm-hmm. So it should make your game easier. And the floor is going to be more space. But everything is going to go from, if you go back, everything's going to go from that jog mm-hmm. to once you pass that ball, sprint to space. The last play that we just saw, dribbling up. The last one we saw, yep. Mm-hmm. Dribbling up, he got the double team, he got rid of it because they're going to double and get you out, get the ball out of your hands. Yeah. On the lead, you give that ball up, it's sprinting out to that three. See mm-hmm. how you're jogging right mm-hmm. now? They can't leave you open. They can't leave you open. Good job of splitting that two and getting it to that area. And then another thing that you might have to do is cut when you don't have the shot. Mm-hmm. Like say if your the star player is getting double teamed, they mm-hmm. might tell you to cut. They might we call it burn. Yeah. Might tell you to burn some. Mm-hmm. Get layups. See, that's where, that's where guys on your level 
Mm-hmm. That's where they get, if you go back, you weren't asked to really do everything at top speed. Yeah. You had to play a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. You had to do everything and shoulder the load. Yeah. Like this dribble handoff, that's cool to jog into it. Mm-hmm. You did the cross screen and then you came back out strong side. Mm-hmm. Coming back out strong side in the league is a sprint. Now you play out of the closeout. Yeah. It's just your ability to score is so amazing that you're able to get away with that and still do it. But on the next level, everybody's longer, mm-hmm. faster, quicker. If mm-hmm. you jog out there and they close out on you better and then they play your first move, yeah, yeah. now it's going to make you have to go mm-hmm. at that speed every time. So that's why when we trained today, we were like, let's get the speeds up, the game speed. So every time you do something, you pass, you're relocating fast. You uh, hit the guy on the pick and pop, you're, up, you're, you're relocating fast. You're coming off a screen, you're relocating fast. Mm-hmm. So everything is going to be t- top speed. But overall, you're starting at a great spot. Starting at a very great spot. And then in, in college, you had to chase to go get the ball. Yeah. In the league, it's just going to be more about spacing and shot making. All right, we're good on the film. But overall, man, just watching your career, mm-hmm. to see you advance every year because obviously you're close enough to us for us to see. Watch a lot of games. You did a phenomenal job at being what they needed you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, at the school, you had to score, you had to make plays, you had to rebound, you had to do everything. Next level, you might not be asked to do as much mm-hmm. when you get with the vets, but in training camp and the combine, you are. Yeah. So yeah. continue to just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Dominated from a point of view of every area. Defensively picking up 94 feet. When the ball comes off, push pace. Yeah. Push pace and just keep doing that. So biggest, biggest adjustment for you come going from college to, uh, to the NBA? I think the strength and the speed. Strength and speed. Yeah, strength and speed. When I first went in, I was small. I was 6'7", like 190, 195. Mm-hmm. I was fast. The guys tried to beat me up. But that was a different era because they yeah. tried to yeah. you can yeah. hand check. But now mm-hmm. I can see it being the same thing because it's still some physicality, especially mm-hmm. the more you get to the playoffs, they're not going to call as many fouls, and the yeah. guards are going to try to beat you up. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it was the speed of the game, playing mm-hmm. at a higher speed because you got to show the coaches yeah. that you're serious about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the physicality, you got to mix it up. You got to get in there, go rebound. Mm-hmm. You got to play physical, getting fighting over screens, don't get screened. Mm-hmm. So your big man don't even have to come into play because they're switching everything. So, no, coach, I don't need to switch. If I could keep you on your matchup, mm-hmm. that makes our team better. One okay. of the best I ever seen do it was Derek Fisher. Now, in this era, it's Drew Holiday. He's not going to let Brooks Lopez get on, a, on um, Steph Curry. Yeah. He's fighting that, mm-hmm. fighting over that. He's getting mm-hmm. it. So be un- don't, don't allow yourself to be screened. Okay. Don't allow yourself to just switch easy because you can't fight over it. Mm-hmm. And then it's the speed of the game. Those two speed things are big for me. Okay. Right. Yeah, what was the, what was the lifestyle out of the court? Out of the court? Like off the court? Like you have to be disciplined. Discipline? You have yeah. to be disciplined because there's so many distractions, mm-hmm. especially in today's era. Yeah. And if you get with a group of guys that like to party, mm-hmm. you got to be strong enough to go with the guys. Yeah. But say I have a limit. I'm not – because mm-hmm. I never drank and I never smoked. So I never had the peer pressure, let the peer pressure of what the guys did mm-hmm. get to me. Mm-hmm. So I was just solid. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't perfect, but mm-hmm. I didn't drink and smoke. Yeah. So when we went out, I was the guy that was making sure everybody was good. Mm-hmm. And then it's time. We leave. We go together. We leave together. Yeah. Type yeah. of dude. So you're going to get those pressures. And then sometimes you got to be like, I got to lock in. Yeah. You know, we had an injury to the vet. I know I'm starting tomorrow. Man, I can't go out tonight. Mm-hmm. And they got to respect that. You can't go, oh, man, now you ain't going to mess with us because – you know, yeah. you you starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. a fine line. It really is. You gotta you gotta really be smart and not fall into that peer pressure. One, one more question. So, what do you do like 
off like off the court to prepare for games. Like you know, do you meditate? Do you read books? Do like you know, you just got yourself locked in. How you got yourself locked in? I watch in for film. A game? Film. I watch film on myself, mm-hmm. and I watch film on my opponent because I want to know his strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Because my job is to force him to his weaknesses the entire game, mm-hmm. not let him get to his strength one time during the game. Yeah. And then for me, it's to get to my strengths mm-hmm. the entire game. So I'm not settling for anything. I'm not taking bad shots. As a rookie, the worst thing that you can do is come in and start taking bad shots. That's mm-hmm. for the vets. Yeah. I got to take quality shots. I got to get up and play defense. Mm-hmm. But I got to study. If I study, then I'm going to be ahead of the game. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Good, man. Again, my man, thank you so yes, much. Yes, sir. Much, uh, much success to mm-hmm. you. You got a bright future ahead of you. I guarantee that. And just keep listening to the best and keep mm-hmm. working hard, mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. Again, my two cents podcast. Peace.